Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 17th of January. Tennis superstar Novak Djokovic has been deported from Australia overnight after losing a last-minute legal battle to stay. The men's world number one boarded an Emirates flight to Dubai under police guard late last night after the federal court unanimously ruled against his request to stay in the country. The 34-year-old released a statement after the decision saying he is extremely disappointed. Former Deputy Secretary of the Immigration Department, Abul Rizvi, has told Channel 10 the move to send Djokovic home now sets a precedent. The challenge is, how does the government now put that into effect? What changes have to take place on our visa systems? What does that mean in terms of how it identifies who these anti-vaxxers around the world are who Australia will ban? I think the government has really opened up a can of worms for itself on this. The Serbian president has lashed out at Australia saying we have humiliated ourselves and Djokovic can return to his home country with his head held high. Novak will land in Dubai this morning before boarding another flight to Europe. Australia will send a surveillance flight to Tonga this morning to assess the damage from the weekend's massive volcanic eruption and subsequent tsunami. Authorities confirmed late yesterday all Australians in the area have been accounted for, with efforts now focused on assisting local residents. Minister for the Pacific, Zed Zazelja, says that a surveillance plane will also be ready to drop emergency supplies. We are preparing uh, for humanitarian assistance uh, for through a C-130 flight that could be deployed uh, from Brisbane. Things like tarpaulins, uh, water, cooking equipment. The massive explosion on Saturday, which is being labelled as a once-in-1,000-year event, sparked tsunami warnings across most of the Pacific Ocean, including major parts of the Australian east coast. Tonga is being warned more eruptions are likely. COVID booster vaccines for some Australian teenagers could soon be fast-tracked as COVID cases continue to spike across the country. The Australian is reporting the nation's medicines regulator is expected to speed up a new application for a Pfizer booster vaccine to be given to 16 to 17-year-olds, with school set to return in a few weeks. Meantime, Australian children could soon have access to a second COVID vaccine with Moderna presenting safety and efficacy information to the Therapeutic Goods Administration today. Three million rapid antigen tests will be distributed across Victoria today. Premier Daniel Andrews says they'll be sent to those working in high-risk settings and essential services. For instance, across the health system, emergency services, the disability sector, the aged care sector... The tests are part of the Victorian government's order of 44 million rapid antigen tests for the state. Meantime, some experts are hopeful New South Wales may have seen a peak of the latest Omicron wave. The state recorded a drop in daily case numbers yesterday, but hospitalisations remain high, with more than 2,600 people in New South Wales in hospital with COVID, 191 are in intensive care. And over the past week in New South Wales, more than 140 people have died with COVID. 
now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To Queensland, and it's been revealed more than one in 20 of the state's health staff is off work because of COVID. Our reporter Mel Blomley has the latest from Brisbane. Good morning, Tash. The state government is looking at limits on hospital visitors as well as urgently working to get more staff and PPE at one aged care facility as hospitals feel the pressure of growing COVID cases and limited staff. We're expected to hit peak COVID cases in just a few weeks as well as a spike in hospital admissions. But the number of staff has gone down due to testing positive to the virus. More than 2,600 of the 96,000 staff have reportedly tested positive to the virus by Thursday last week. That's an increase of hundreds of cases in just a few days. But authorities in the state remaining confident we can get through this peak. And to New South Wales, and the search continues this morning for a nine-year-old girl still missing in the Blue Mountains west of Sydney. Our reporter Amy Goggins has this report from Sydney. Tash, that's right. Charlize Martin has been missing from the Mount Wilson property since last Thursday. The little girl who lives in Queensland with her grandmother was visiting her mother and her mother's fiancé at the time. Police divers have been called in to assist searching along the Hawkesbury River as well as dams on nearby properties. Here is Police Chief Inspector Gary Sims. Certain items have been found and identified, but unfortunately we haven't led to anything yet that has given us a a definite indication of her location. Police say they are yet to get a full statement from Charlisa's mother, who had a medical episode when police arrived. They will be back searching the area today. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Now, at the start of last month, just December, all was looking quite stable on the COVID front and then Omicron hit with a vengeance. How is this latest variant with spiking cases of COVID and its effect on businesses, especially with many forced to close their doors because of staff shortages? How are all of these developments set to affect the recovery of our economy? What it does, Tash, it delays the the economic boom that is likely to happen sometime across 2022. So obviously, if the worst of this and the epidemiologists suggest that it could burn out by March, if that's the case, the recovery starts in, say, April, May and gets stronger as we go through the year. But the bottom line is, because of the impacts on small business, the lack of uh, employees, all of this slows down the start of the recovery, which ultimately will mean that the recovery rolls into 2023 as well. So it's bad news in the short term, but in the long term, we've seen every time the restrictions are taken away and normalcy starts coming down the pike for the economy, a boom happens. Fingers and toes crossed it happens very soon indeed. Peter, also we need some good news. Silver lining here that the property market is set to be positive despite this ongoing threat of an interest rate increase this year. That's right. Juno Banks economist Warren Hogan sees more interest rate rises this year than most economists. So he's more negative than others, but he expects the investor market is going to boom in 2022. An AFR survey of top economists tipped a 5% rise for property prices this year, rising wages, falling unemployment, tax cuts and richer property owners are a good story for a government to take to an election due around May. 
And Peter, talking about those tax cuts, they're set to come before mid-year and so is a pre-election scare campaign directed at Labor just in time for the election. (laughs) That's right. The Australian newspaper says more than 11 million workers will pocket $10 billion worth of tax cuts by July under a tax plan that Treasurer Josh Frydenberg will use to campaign against Labor. Mr Frydenberg is using the 90 billion dollars worth of tax increases under the former Rudd and Gillard governments to remind us that Labor is a high taxing alternative despite Anthony Albanese promising not to raise taxes if he's elected PM. Thanks so much Peter. Time for sport now with Hamish Finlay. Hamish, good morning. Happy Monday. A sensational win for the Aussies in the Ashes. They were never in doubt, though, were they? Good morning, Tashi. It was pretty comprehensive, really, in the end. Well, Pat Cummins admits it is a dream come true to lead Australia to Ashes victory. The skipper cleaned up the England tail last night in Hobart, snaring three wickets as the Aussies wrapped up a 4-0 series win. Cummins says he couldn't have dreamed of a better start to his captaincy. While England's captain, Joe Root, admits the fifth test loss ends a frustrating Ashes series for his side. After a promising start to the run chase in Hobart, the tourists crumbled, losing 10 for 56 to be all out for 124. That's 146 runs behind the Aussies. Root says it's another chance they just let slip. Well, Travis Head capped a career-saving summer with player of the series honours in the Ashes. The South Australian century in Hobart rescued the Aussies from a difficult position, adding to the ton he notched in Brisbane. Triple M's and Aussie great Merv Hughes says it is a well-deserved Well, the Melbourne Stars have kept their big bash season alive with an eight-wicket win over the Brisbane Heat. Glenn Maxwell pulled off a catch for the ages, running backwards to take an epic one-handed dive. Switching to tennis now, and a little-known Italian tennis player has earned a late call-up for the Australian Open following Novak Djokovic's visa saga. So-called lucky loser Salvatore Caruso will replace the world number one in today's first round after previously missing out in the qualifiers. And the Australian Open now has a new favourite now that Novak Djokovic won't compete. Russian world number two, Daniil Medvedev, is the bookies' pick ahead of Alexander Zverev and Rafael Nadal. The action begins at Melbourne Park this morning with little-known Italian Salvatore replacing Djokovic in the draw. And the Knights have suffered a huge pre-season injury blow in rugby league. Scans confirming skipper Jaden Braley has torn his Achilles, meaning he'll miss four to six months. He's likely to have surgery on Wednesday. And the Gold Coast has recorded its first AFLW win in 672 days, beating West Coast by 13 points. Also yesterday, Fremantle smashed GWS and the Crows edged out North Melbourne. And finally, Australia has pulled off another win in the netball quad series. Diamonds beating South Africa 60 to 40. That's all in sport, Tash. Hamish, thanks so much. Here if you need for netball. And we all need some good news at the moment. A miracle in the sky as a healthy baby girl is delivered during a flight 35,000 feet in the air. The baby's mother went into labour just an hour into the Emirates flight from Qatar to Uganda with cabin crew calling out for a doctor on board. A Canadian doctor came to the rescue, helped by fellow passengers, including a nurse and a paediatrician from the non-profit organisation Doctors Without Borders. With the beautiful baby born just minutes later, 
later as the plane erupted into applause and the mother and baby are said to be doing well. Congratulations. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Tasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.